You're listening to Jess and Cody on the It's Her Time podcast. Today, we've invited a guest that I know many of you women are going to relate to so much. In fact, she is a customer of Mixers. She loves her time. She's somebody that has suffered with endometriosis for several years, and it's been so debilitating. And she's found absolutely nothing that's been able to help relieve any of the symptoms that she's been experiencing until she discovered her time. She and I actually have become great friends, and she and I have shared many tears over direct messaging. I love this girl. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story and hear about how her time has actually helped her. We want you girls that are dealing with so many of the symptoms because we understand that endometriosis is a common problem. In fact, one out of 10 girls will have endometriosis, but it's a very hard condition to actually get diagnosed. It takes several years because it's not something that you can find just through um, sonogram. It's actually only discovered through surgery. So I can't wait for you girls to listen and relate and pay attention. And hopefully this can help some of you if you've been wondering what some of these mysterious symptoms are that you've been dealing with. But before we do that, we thought it would be really fun as our Mixers girls say to share some of the things that you girls have said to us. All right. Today on our Mixers Girls Say, I actually love that we get to read through some of our Her Time reviews. These are actual customers, actual subscribers using Her Time. And this just makes Cody and I smile from ear to ear, right? Yes. (laughs) And something I love to share and want to be sure each of you listeners know is that Cody is the woman that has formulated Her Time and put her heart and soul into this product that has now changed thousands and thousands of women's lives. And we are just starting, huh, Cody? That's right. Yes. So first, I got off hormonal birth control and started taking her time to help regulate my hormones. I can't believe how good I feel now. My periods have finally been regular and my pain and bleeding has been minimal. It just feels so good to know that I'm helping my body get to its regular state. And I 1000% have her time to thank for that. Thank you, Mixers. I love it. I love that. Mm -hmm. It does bring a smile to our face, definitely, because that's our whole mission is we want to help you girls feel your best and and not have to feel like you have to suffer all the time because it's it's rough. You and I suffered for a long time. Yeah, we relate. Mm -hmm. Another review is that she was actually, she says, I was actually not expecting these to help my cycle, but I was dead wrong. I was, I saw significant improvement in my first monthly cycle bonus. It really helped to control my flow. Yeah. Yep. Another, I wish I would have tried mixers sooner. I'm obsessed and cannot wait for my drinks each and every day. I think that's so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, something I love hearing about mixers, whether it's, whether it is her time, Mm -hmm. which is our top selling product, but even if women aren't using her time and they're using some other mixers products is how much of a treat they feel that they are. And that's actually what we really want for women that are using mixers is it's a time for you to take care of yourself. It's a time for you to enjoy a special drink. They taste delicious, but they're full of like jam-packed of great nutrients. And it is something just for you. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. 
Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. And now we will pop into the episode. All right. I'm so excited, you girls. I've just been visiting with Lindsay, who is our guest today, and we've been already just having the best conversation. So now I'm bringing you in on it because... Lindsay is, she's got an incredible story, like I mentioned in the introduction, but she is so fun to visit with and talk with. And her life is just so interesting. So I totally would recommend that each of you go and discover her on social media. She lives on a, she's living this dream life. She lives on a farm in Oregon. She's got all these cute animals. She just adopted the most beautiful baby named Poppy, all of these amazing things. She's just the best person. I just love her. So Lindsay, tell us a little Hello. bit about you. Yeah. Say hi. Hi. Oh, um, about me. I don't, I you know, live in Ashland, Oregon and I have a farm with goats and chickens and geese and ducks and pigs. And they're all super cute and nice. We raise beef cattle and it's kind of funny doing that because I love animals a lot. And I'm like, how am I going to eat my friends? <laughs> but, um, they, are it like I our this is our first time actually butchering our cattle this past Aww. year. And I have surprisingly like handled it really well because I was like, I just want them to have a happy life a hundred percent. And that's what we totally give them. And then we have like awesome grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And um, yeah, and then they provide food for us and food for our community. And then they also help other cows keep leaving because they bring in money to keep the cows like, you know, for what they need, because that's a first to think that they can live for free. So, yeah. So I live with my husband and we did adopt a, ba- a baby. And um, it's crazy you say you saying that because we uh, have been with Justin and I, is my husband, Justin's my husband, and we've been married for 13 years. And we uh, did all... I mean, everything. We had, I had miscarriage, IVF, and I, I am not a lover of IVF. And I'm, I think it's amazing when it works for women, but when it doesn't work for women, it's just pure hell. And no one ever tells that side of the story. Doctors don't tell that side of the story. It's not a side that's talked about. And it's a really sad, dark side of IVF. And then we just, we went down the adoption road and the adoption road is just as depressing as IVF road. And then we just stopped completely for five straight years. And then like out of the blue, we got a call from a friend about a baby who had no parents. And it was this crazy, amazing, totally terrifying experience. And now we have this really amazing rad baby. So (laughs) she is, she's so rad. And (laughs) I'm so excited for Poppy to be able to be in your family because what a lucky girl and well-deserved for you guys too, because she's adorable, but what an awesome family. It's been really fun, like connecting with you on social media and watching this whole thing play out and just knowing and loving you and everything that you're about and, and understanding a lot of some of the history that you just um, described knowing the struggles you've, you've expressed, you know, all of the struggle that you've gone through. And so many of our listeners, I know relate so many of our listeners and our customers at mixers have dealt with infertility, have gone through all of that pain of trying to conceive, going through the adoption process and all of that. And so it's so fun when we can share these little happy stories, you know, that, that just come about. And, you know, I, I want that for everybody, but I'm so happy that it happened to you, Lynn's. 
that's like so nice. The thing also that I I liked about it is she came to this time where people hadn't like heard like real good news in so long. Oh yeah. I mean like fake, it would be like fake good news. Like, oh, you can, I don't know what, something. You're allowed to go shopping when we tell you you can or something. Does that make sense? Like, it's just like, it was never really like real good news. And because like people, oh, that we had known for a long time and whatnot were really, I mean, they were really, really like emotionally excited when they found out about her. And it was like, and we got so many messages like about that, about how it just made people so happy to mm-hmm. see something so happy happening because yes. happy kind of went away for a, a long time. Oh, we all know exactly what you're talking about. And it's so true. And what a fun story to be able to tell Poppy. Like just yes. the, yeah, the happiness yeah, that she, she has brought to the really, world. Yeah, she has a really happy story. She does not have a sad story. She's this amazing little baby we got. And um it's just this, she's just this happy, happy. She's never had a, she wasn't, it was nothing sad. She didn't come from a sad situation. It was, everything was just, it was just this crazy, amazing situation. And it's just been awesome. Yeah. Like we, it's like, we couldn't have a baby for ourselves, And I had closed the door so hard to doing it so that I could function. Cause my husband and I just decided like, Justin and I decided we just wanted to be happy, which is why we have so many animals. Cause I love animals. And then I was, so sad about not being able to have children that it was like, we just have more animals, (laughs) more goats, more geese, more chickens, more everything. And like, they're all really friendly. And it's because I spend so much time with them. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just like this happy, we just, yeah, we just wanted to be happy. And then are we just children have like a life, like this is live life. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden this happened when we weren't even trying. So it's just this crazy thing. Which I think is so important for us to, you know, it's, it's, easy for somebody to say that hasn't dealt with infertility to be like, yes, choose life. But that is something that I hope for women to feel like they can. I I know that's hard. So, but to have somebody like you, Lindsay, who knows that has felt this has gone through this to say, you know, we did come to this decision that it was so important for us to just feel happy, regardless of what the circumstances are. Yes. Like, I mean, huge. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's just huge to be like, you can you can find happiness. And yes, that little, for women and or uh, men in a family who want to have children and can't, there is always that little bit of sadness. Like, I think it's crazy to act like you can, that won't, you won't have that bit of sadness. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was really hard because it was my body that couldn't have children. No, no time did Justin ever feel that way, but I felt that way. And so... Um, it like, but it was like, we're going, we're, we, we love each other and we're going to have an awesome life with each other. Like, we're not going to allow like my, or whatever, you know, life. Cause I mean, crap happens to everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. So it's like, just keep picking your happy, like find your happiness and just keep going with it. And I just, that's like the part that, and then, I mean, it happened that we ended up with Poppy but it's like, I think that we would have still had a happy life if mm-hmm. Poppy hadn't happened. Yeah. But Poppy did happen and it's awesome and we're really excited to be with her. But it's like, I, I just know there's so many, like, it's, so it's, it's hard for me to hear stories when women are like, oh, I, and this is no knock on women when they're like, I struggled for three years or whatnot. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> 
three years, you're, you're all right. Like, yes. And I'm not, people have miscarriage after miscarriage. I didn't have these horrific where women like had like a baby and then the baby died. Nothing like that happened to me. And that kind of stuff just totally, I like my heart just crushes for women mm-hmm. when that happens to them. But it's like, you can really have, I mean, I had horrific, horrific periods for so long. I mean, like endometriosis just, just controlled my life for so long. And so it was like, it, I mean, it did, like it controlled so much of everything. Just like when I used to like go to work, it would be like, you know, like I'd have these terrible nights of awful periods. And then when it finally stopped, I'd still have to wake up and, you know, put on my pants, which who wants to put on pants and jeans, yeah. you know, when right. you're like, you just bled to death in the bathtub or something. So you're like, I'm going to put on my pants and go to work. And it was like, you're like, I feel terrible, but I have to go do this now, which I always feel like women should be given some sort of, I mean, I would say to Justin, we're literally bleeding like (laughs) chunks of blood out of our bodies. We're cramping. It's totally painful. We feel terrible. And then it's like, we have to go to work Mm -hmm. while our body is coming out in our pants. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, we're going to work. And you're like, and then, oh, here we have this weird pillow you can wear, or you can (laughs) shove a tampon in your body, which when you're cramping, you're like, cool, I definitely want to shove something up inside of me when I'm having horrendous cramps and chunks of blood coming out of my body. And you know, and you're like working and you're like, cool, I can feel everything coming out of me right now. And you're like, yeah, I love work. While all my insides are falling out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all's well. Yeah. Yeah, all is well, but I'm bleeding out of my vagina. Yes. A lot. Yes. And I have to pretend like I'm totally fine. All is fine. I'm sweating profusely. I feel terrible. And chunks of blood are coming out of me, but I'm totally good. Yes. I know. (laughs) Women are freaking amazing. And yeah. I love that you said that because I know that all of our listeners right now are like, amen. Yeah. So true. I always feel like that. Like whatever. Cool. You know? Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, I, okay. I want you to talk to the audience today because I know your endometriosis story. And I just feel like so many, um, for those of you girls that don't know what endometriosis is, basically it's like the lining, the, the tissue that lines the interior of your uterus what it does is it starts growing outside of your uterus and it's not supposed to do that. And what it can do is it will actually attach to different organs and it doesn't just only attach to your reproductive organs either. Some people have like had it on oh, their my colon. colon, their liver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All over. Yeah. And it's, um, it is excruciatingly painful. It causes so many symptoms. So I would, appreciate it, Linz, if you could kind of, I know we just kind of went through like some of the things that you were feeling, but like for those that are listening, like what are some things that were like, wait a second, this is like way more than is what, you know, is yeah. normal, even though I hate that word yeah. normal. No, because, totally yeah. what you think is supposed yeah. to be happening with your body. Cause when yeah. you're like taught about your period, you're like, mm-hmm. okay. And you're like, it's crampy and whatever. And mm-hmm. my mom was like super pro pad. So I, which I'm not really pro any of it, but I never enjoyed sitting in my blood. Sure. I uh, had a hysterectomy or I never, I never did the period cups or okay. what, ha, what the stuff that goes on now. I, I don't have, I didn't have any of that. I, my choices were from, I mean, maybe, it, maybe it did and I just didn't know, but I'm pretty sure like pads and tampons were my choices, mm-hmm. which. So let's both- start. 
How old were you? Like how well, old were you? So when you like started your puberty. I mean, I had a bad period through high school. So right hey, from the get go. From the get go. I mean, yeah, from the get go, I had like issues. And mm-hmm. I like the first time I went to like a gynecologist. I was like 13 or something. I don't even know if I had actually started my period. I can't remember. And it was weird. She was weird. She was actually, she asked strange questions that like, that made me uncomfortable. I mean, like I had never, I mean, you're having, again, women have to have someone look at their vagina mm-hmm. and act like it's okay and normal. And you're like, it's not. Like you have to go into a doctor's office, take off your pants and spread your legs and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's never comfortable. I don't, think it ever becomes comfortable taking off your pants and spreading your legs in someone's face. No, and it's like <laughs> sterile. Yeah, it's not. It's weird. Like yes, it's weird. Lighting. Yes. yes, and they're like putting their hands up your vagina and checking yeah. things. And they're like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. It's fine. And you're like, no, I'm not. And they put like these hard objects to open you up wider. It's just insane to me. And I always so am true. really vocal to my doctors about it because they'll be like, Oh, and I'm like, okay, it's, you have this hard metal object in my vagina and my vagina is in your face and you think this is normal. It's not. You're, you're just, they try to carry on like this, just normal conversation. Yeah, with so it's like painful and you're like, cool. So yeah. So I went when yes. I was like 13 yeah. and it was like weird. I don't think I'd start my period, but I was already having kind of like issues. And I can't remember exactly what they were. I just remember I was having issues like yeah. Maybe pains. I'm not sure. It probably were pains. Well, let me and just then, interrupt what, real yeah. quick. I do think this is something that not a lot of women know. I think a lot of times because it takes so long to be, to get diagnosed with endometriosis that we think it doesn't yes. develop until later on, but a girl can actually start her period with endometriosis. Um, a lot, a lot of the things that kind of are indicators is if there's a family history with it. But the other thing is, is like what Lindsay's describing right now are just some of these symptoms that were severe enough that her mom took her to a gynecologist at the age of 13. So, so yeah, so continue. I just want to, yeah. so, and I was not sexually active. So, you know, that was, that wasn't like the reason going to a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. So I go and whatnot. And then I, I don't remember when I started my period, to be honest. I, probably because I blocked it all out because it yeah. was so horrendous. Trauma. So I just had a bad period. And then and I I think it was honestly in my early like 20s. My aunt on my dad's side also had endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And she adopted all four of her children. She was never able to conceive. Okay. And um, uh, I didn't really know that she had endometriosis when I was like in my teens because you're oblivious and you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started where I couldn't sit down. Like it hurt to sit. Like my tailbone always hurt and it got worse and worse and worse. And like, I remember going snowboarding once and I fell on my tailbone. I thought it was from that. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point where we were going down to Southern California for a family vacation down the ocean side. And I rode in the car on laying on my back the whole way because it hurt just to sit yeah. and it just hurt. And my dad, my dad was like, you need to talk to your aunt. My aunt lived down in Carlsbad. My dad's like, you need to talk to your aunt about this because she knows all about this kind of stuff. So, so I he started recognized telling- because she, did she have similar symptoms? Well, she was, well, she, um, I don't know if he knew that much, but mm-hmm. she had endometriosis and could never conceive. Yeah. So he, like, she knows about this world more yes. than obviously we do because no one else in my family, I, I had two older sisters never had periods like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do my parents know? They don't know. And obviously my mom didn't have periods like this. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know. And so, um, he's like, talk to your aunt while we're down here. So I told her all 
this stuff. And she's like, Lindsay, you have endometriosis. And I'm like, I don't know what that even is. She's like, you need to go home and you need to talk to your doctor and you need to make your doctor listen. And mm-hmm. he needs to understand what is that this is what to tell him it's endometriosis. She was like very adamant that I tell him mm-hmm. this is what it is. Like, don't let him talk you out of it. Don't let anything like you tell him this is what it is. She like knew the moment I started telling her, she's like, this is what it is. Yes. So I love that. I, what a yes, good answer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, she's in her eighties. So like, think how, when she went to, I mean, mm-hmm. I had bad experience with doctors. So I can like, I don't even want to imagine what it was like for her with doctors. Yeah. Of oh. Doctors not actually listening to you. Right. So, we feel like we get dismissed so much now, but think about what yes, it was like 60, right? yes, 40, that's, 50 years ago or whatever. But correct. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah. Crazy. So I went back home and went to, this is my second time going. I was like, again, I was not sexually active. So like I maybe was like 20 or maybe 21. And I went to the doctor and he did an examination. I mean, he's like, you 100% have endometriosis. He was like, yes. Yeah. Right. He was, I've had two good doctors. I'm 44. Mm -hmm. I've had two good doctors my entire life too. Mm -hmm. So this was Mm -hmm. one of them. And he did a laparoscopy on me and he cleaned me all out. Which let me just interrupt you there because I feel like that's also something that's important to know. So um, a laparoscopy is that it's a surgery. That's like really the only way you can actually officially go and diagnose if it's endometriosis. It's not something that can be picked up on a sonogram or anything like that. Um, Obviously there's symptoms that you can go, yes, this is something that um, is pointing to this to make it. So we want to go and explore to see if this is an option. So let me just tell you a couple of the um, symptoms that I know Lindsay's described like that chronic, that pelvic pain. That's if it's like chronic too. Like she was saying with her tailbone, but a lot of women are feeling it just anywhere in that pelvic region. Um, it's also just like imagine period cramps, but times it by a yes. hundred. Like right? up your butt. Yeah. Like it's like, everywhere. It's- uh, like you have cramps. I used to get cramps up my butt, like where you're like standing there and all of a sudden like it yeah. just shoots through your body and you're like, oh my goodness. And then like, Again, like pooping. No, I was always yeah. constipated. Yep. I like it hurt to poop all the time. That's I, a huge again, one. I just thought that was normal. I'm like, I guess mm-hmm. I just have a hard time pooping for some reason. Yeah. I guess I just have really yeah. heavy periods. And I guess I just cramp all the time. I just figured everyone was cramping. Yeah. But they See? Aren't. All yeah. of these things that you're mentioning, these are just symptoms that we're like told are normal and we just kind of ignore them, mm-hmm. but yeah. they are definitely symptoms that are pointing in the direction of endometriosis. They're not yes. something that's normal. So if you're constipated or even if you have diarrhea, like that's something yeah. that's a big sign, um, that bloating and just like abdominal pain, not something that's super common. Um, also pain during sex. Like that's a huge one. That's a huge one, which I didn't learn until later on. And then like, and then even then it was like, so many doctors just dismissed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like, well, that's we hear that all the time, but I think they don't go and, yeah. and discover further. They don't. They don't keep going. Yes, in. it's like yeah, I, it's like also too when you don't talk about sex a ton, you're like, I guess this just hurts. Yeah, but no, it should not hurt like that. No, like, it yes, shouldn't. you're right. Like maybe your first time having sex, you're like just J.K. on that one, but like, <laughs> like do you know what I mean? But yes. you're like. No, negatory. That's not <laughs> happening. But like, obviously when you're about, you figure your body out. And if you're like, have an awesome spouse, they're like patient and help, and help you figure your body out. It should not be you like by yourself yeah. suffer fest. It should be like, hey, buddy, figure it out. Because <laughs> it's, the, it's not happening then if you don't do your part. So work right. a little harder. 
Yes, so, I love it. You're yeah, so, so it's right. like, but so many doctors, again, it's like, no, yeah, whatever. That's just part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad to hear that you had a good doctor that literally didn't yeah, make you go Yeah, he was through. awesome. Because I've talked to so many clients that it literally took like, well, the average actually for women, it's like between seven and 10 years before they get diagnosed. So they just start trying all of these different things that do no good. And as time goes on, the symptoms become worse and worse and worse. And it's just so, it's sad to me. It makes me so sad. So yes. Well, he was awesome, but sadly he like retired. He was like old and retired. And then I just had like a plethora of bad doctors, sadly. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just life. Sadly, it is. And then the part that's the worst is you're like, but it's like my vagina. (laughs) Like, I don't have to have a bad doctor looking at my arm. I'm like, bad doctor, but look at my vagina. See you later. I know. (laughs) I know all vagina doctors need to be amazing, right? That should be the law. It should be the law. That it should be, I mean, correct. You're like, hello, this is so awkward. There should be an extra test, like personality test. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yes. Like have all the weird doctors be in charge of feet or something. Yeah. They can take care of toes. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so you got diagnosed. Then tell me kind of what were some of the things that they okay. recommended for you? Well, he was like, you know, right now it'd be a great time if you could get pregnant. And I was like, well, I'm single and I'm like 21. So, so that's very, not happening. Yeah. That's what, that's kind of where he was like, this is, this, you're like, your body's like in a, in a, we cleaned it all out. You're kind of in a great mm-hmm. spot. And it's true. I have a sister that has endometriosis. And when she did get pregnant, which she wasn't ever expecting to be able to, um, she, after she had her babies, she stopped having, you know, the endometrial symptoms. So, I mean, there and is some Everyone would that. say that. I, I hear that a lot. Like, I know. oh, you get pregnant and I'm like, cool, but I can't even freaking get right. pregnant right. long so enough like, to have to do a, that. Yeah. That's like not an easy, like, write me a prescription doc. Okay, cool. Have a baby. <laughs> if you can get pregnant, it'll go away. Cool. If I could get pregnant. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So then I, um, I mean, then I just have lived my, kept leading my life, but I had horrendous periods. I mean, terrible, terrible, terrible periods, very heavy, lots of blood clots, lots of, lot of pain. I just had pain all the time. I mean, I took ibuprofen all the time. I just always took it. I took lots of, I call them bath showers where you like, cause you can't take a bath because when you're like, then you're like swimming in your blood. Mm-hmm. So I would just keep the shower on and lay down in the tub mm-hmm. and I get it really hot so that it was warm by the time it was hitting my body on the, on the bath floor, you know, shower floor. And I would just fall asleep in the bathtub with the warm water because warm water is totally my friend. Yeah. Warm water is, warm water is seriously my like lifesaver because it just helps my body so much relax. And then like, it's just a really good thing. Heat, like heat, like heating pads were always my friend because mm-hmm. it just, the heat would also help me fall asleep. And it was like, once I could get past the initial like hell and I could get to sleep, usually I'd wake up and I'd be like, you know, when you're like, I mean, it was just, it would just be ibuprofen because other things always made me sick. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, like uh, there was like a, there was like, there's like a drug you can, or a thing you can take that's for women. I can't remember what my, my, no, what's it called? Midol. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. That stuff always made me sick. Yeah. So I just took ibuprofen and I'm like, my stomach lining is probably being eaten away, but whatever. I'm like dying this other way. So I, I, I choose, I, I choose ibuprofen. Yeah. Can I make a point about that really quick too? <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh-huh. like, let me just insert some little facts here. Yeah. 
we go along with your story. It's so hard because it's like you need some relief from the pain. So I totally understand. I love that you discovered that the warmth and the warm water and everything was something that did provide some relief. But we do tend to turn to these pain reliever medicines. But what it does is it it was it does like it just yeah, like your gut biome. Yeah, it's like destroying the rest yeah. of my body. And it also taxes your liver. And so both of those things, like if our livers aren't functioning optimally and we have like um, disrupted our gut biome and it's unhealthy then our endometriosis actually becomes worse and worse. And so it becomes like this incredible, unhealthy- It's like, a, mon- it's like a monster. You, it's have, po- a monster. Poison. you mm-hmm. have poison in your body. Like, I don't know why it's just not described like that. Like literally women are, it's poison. Mm-hmm. It totally breaks down your body. It makes you totally sick. And in, and it, I mean, I, I could never grow a baby inside of my body because it was so filled with- like when I tell my nieces, when they'd ask, like at some point, nieces would ask, ask questions like, how come Lindsay doesn't have babies? And I'll be like, I have poison in my body and the poison makes it so I can't grow babies. And the poison makes me super sick and the poison really hurt. I mean, it's literally poison. It does not do any good for your body. So yeah. So the ibuprofen, no, it's terrible for you. Mm-hmm. And my dad would be like, don't take more than that. And I'm like, I would like, I mean, it's not good. I trick myself. Like I'll take three and mm-hmm. then, <laughs> and then. I will take three more because I really didn't take six at once. Like, no, it's terrible. But it's like, you just need the pain to stop. Once you get like a a handle on it, then it'd be like, it wasn't like it ever went away. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was just kind of masked for a while. And then it'd be like, I can, I can function, right? Because you still have to function in the world. Nobody gives you the time off that you actually deserve. Yeah, unfairly women Mm -hmm. have to still function. Yeah. And so, and girls, it's not even like g- girls have to mm-hmm. still function. Young girls well, going to school. Going on with their body. Yes. Yep. It's, yeah. Going to school and doing all these things, uh, you know, and they always to be like, if you run, it makes it better. And I, mm-hmm. sorry, I want to punch people in the face when they sit up. Cause I'm like, okay. And I can totally tell you, sure. For that one woman, if that helped her, that's so awesome. That running or exercising helped her. But if I could get to my body to want to even do that, the moment I'd be done exercising, it'd be like, oh, ho, ho, you fool. Now we're really going to give it to you. Yeah. And it would just be hell afterwards. So I'm Which, like, that's great. Lindsay, that's more common because your body already is in a stressed out state with dealing with the symptoms that come with endometriosis. And then when you're pushing past it, we talk about this all the time, right? Yeah. It's not good for our bodies because you're creating more of a stress trust a stressed yes, out correct. state. Yes. And then that in and of itself is creating more hormonal imbalance. And so, yeah, yeah you're right. In your body with exercise yes, and then your right. body's already being taxed with all of your period. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So it just, so yes. Yeah. So I just, I just had terrible, terrible, um, bleeding cramps for so long. Just, I mean, for, I mean, well, forever until, mm-hmm. uh, well, until my, well, so I will keep going. So then I, um, I was married when I was 30 and I had like, doctors always say, go on birth control. Do, and I hated birth control so much. And it's really annoying being on birth control. Cause I'm like, I'm not even having sex. It's not even like being used for what it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. used for birth control. It's not like, it would be always so frustrating. They'd be like, this is helps your peer in every, it always made me, I had tons of side effects from it. I hated taking all that kind of stuff. And then I did like an IUD and it wasn't my favorite either. I mean, when women do IUDs, they're very painful when you get them in your body. Hello. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe I would say, and you can you can follow up with this. 
it again only masks it. It mm-hmm. takes your period away, so your period is less. But it's still all. I I mean, my body's still having a period. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I mean, what's I what I think, and you can totally correct me. What I think was happening with my body, it's still producing loads of endometriosis inside mm-hmm. of my body. I'm not bleeding a ton anymore, and maybe, and I mean, I'm still cramping, right? And yep. and when I say a ton, it's like maybe I'm not having like blood clots constantly coming out of me, but it's like all of that was still being produced inside my body. So it's just another mask. Yeah. So I can totally talk about that quickly because I, I have talked about it in previous episodes a little bit, but let me talk about it as far as it's concerned with endometriosis. So whenever you do, whenever you go on any type of hormonal birth control, basically what it's doing is it's shutting down your ovaries. So it's, it's keeping you from ovulating, which is basically like putting you into menopause. So Mm -hmm. you are in a way like you are stopping your period, but with endometriosis, remember I, I talked about how it's that interior tissue, right? Yes. And Mm -hmm. it's that that's shedding whenever, um, our hormone levels, our sex hormones levels drop it. It like tells our body, Oh, you're not pregnant. So we're going to, we're going to get rid of this lining. Right. Yes. And that's what our actual menstrual blood is, is our, you know, our uterine lining. And so, but with endometriosis, like we said, it is, it's outside of the uterus. So everywhere that that tissue is connected, imagine it like every, let's say it's on your colon or let's say it's on your liver. It's wherever on your stomach, on your bladder, mine was everywhere. Each of those areas are, it's almost like each of those areas are having their own period. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. No, that's how, yes. Like I was telling Cody earlier, when I was younger, doctors would always describe it as like chocolate chips. They're like these little chocolate chips. And I was telling Cody, I'm like, no, they're not because chocolate chips are delicious and endometriosis is evil. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have chocolate chips in my body. All right. Because if I did, I'd be like, pumped. yeah, right. You're like, these are like chocolate chips. So I'm like, no, they're not. Was that a guy that told you that? Yes, of course it was. <laughs> He's like, I, I want that. to imagine they're like chocolate chips. Yeah, there's chocolate chips. So I'm like, no, they're not. They're like these little monster, evil monsters in my body. Yeah, and Cody's correct. It, I I had it all over my body because I, which I'll start to tell, like, I mean, I had two C-sections to remove it mm-hmm. and it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. So, oh. but yeah, so then I um, was married when I was 30 and I, um, like, I did, I sex was very painful and I abnormally painful. Again, when there's like, not like, you're like, all right, but no, it was totally painful. Mm-hmm. And the key, in my opinion, besides the fact of, um, you have to have really amazing communication. Yep. And when you get really amazing communication, women have to have amazing communication all the time mm-hmm. and really a lot when sex. So there you go. If you mm-hmm. want to have great sex, you need to have great communication. Talk about it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about it. Cause you're like, that's great. That works for you. Two seconds later, you're super happy. Where I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, cool. No thanks ever again. You're like, that wasn't so good for me, but yeah, let's try it. was for you. Good job. Yeah, Congrats. yeah, that's great for you. You're all happy now. Cool, whatever. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not really because if you're with an amazing spouse, they don't enjoy hurting you. No. So, that's yeah. really not true that they're like, yeah, it was great. It was not because they're like, this is not fun. Mm-hmm. So, so true. I went and saw lots of doctors and, and then, um, I also, we were like, I I didn't have an IUD in anymore. I wasn't doing any kind of birth control, anything like that, because obviously I'm like, we want, we want to have a child Mm -hmm. and we, I knew it was going to be very difficult. I was, and 30 is not old 
But when you've had a period since 15, you know, whatever you are, 14, if you've had endometriosis since you were 14, 13, because I had signs, you know, right when I was 12 or 13, if you had endometriosis from when you were 12 to 30, your chances aren't great. Mm -hmm. Like it, so you're not old at 30. And, but doctors don't tell you those things, right? Mm -hmm. You don't like, you're like, oh, it is, they're just so bad at communicating. Seriously, why are gynecologists so bad at their job? They're so, <laughs> they're just so, and I just had so many like things all the time wrong. And then I began having miscarriages and nothing ever would work. And people were just, there's, it's such a weird world where people are so bad at their job. Because like, I remember being like in the ER because I was having a miscarriage and I like, go to the ER. And I mean, I had miscarriages at home and I would rather do that any day. And I remember being there and the person's like calls on the phone. They're like, yeah, they like told the, I don't know, the nurse, I guess, told the doctor I had a miscarriage before they actually told me. They told me, I heard them over the phone. We were in the room laying there and I'm bleeding all over, right? And it's like, people are just so, they need help. So It's kind of like they become detached, I think, a little bit. Totally. Yeah, and maybe that's the survival mechanism, you know, being maybe in that is, world. Like sadness, yes. Yeah, perhaps, yeah, totally. Yeah. So you're like, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and then I would like, I remember once I went and saw um just my husband and I can joke about this now. I went and saw this doctor and he told I told him all the things I was having, pain and I was miscarrying and all these things. And he his advice, his medical professional, amazing. <laughs> Like he's been going, you know, to school, all these, he's a doctor. He's a specialist. Was I, I only needed to have sex with the tip of the penis to get pregnant. And that's all I need to do. Yeah. That's it. Cody, don't you know? Like no. you have all this pain, but all you need to do is just have sex with the tip of the penis. And that's it's all you need to have easy. going. That's all you need to have going in your body. The whole penis doesn't need to go in there. Just the tip. And you can get pregnant. This whole time you were doing it wrong. <laughs> and now. <laughs> this whole time, the whole penis. Yeah, nobody I'm told you. Trip. Gosh, why didn't I have the whole penis in there? Thank you so much, sir. That was super helpful. Yeah. Gosh, she was the worst. Oh. Um, so yeah, and then I just kept having miscarriages. And then um, and I just could never find a good doctor. Maybe also was like my insurance and insurance is a whole nother world with mm-hmm. women. That's so true. They're evil, also, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay just says it how she feels it, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they just make you do lots of things yeah, because they we don't all want know. Pay for it. Yeah, yeah, we all know it's a runaround. And yeah, it's, totally. yeah. yes. And they're like, oh, it's not their body that's being like hamburgered. It's like they just don't want to pay for it. So you're like, cool. So um I then was like, okay, I had some girlfriends do IVF and I hadn't really thought about it. And another girlfriend mentioned it to me, and I was like, I it's really expensive. And I don't know. I was never like, I never, I never felt like it was going to work, I guess is the best way. But at the same time, I was like, a friend like talked to me about it. And she's like, I did it because like, we have been given, we we live in a time where we have science that can do all these things. So it's like, we tried. And I mean, when I say we weren't just like having sex, I was like reading all the books. Mm -hmm. I was like doing everything. I do drinking all the concoctions, rubbing all the oils. I mean, doing all the uh, acupuncture. I mean, I was doing all of that. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm having sex. It's not working. It was right. like, I was doing- You're trying everything. Everything. I'm like, uh, the only, I read the other day that, <laughs> I read the other day that if you drink your urine, it can also help with infertility. And my sister's like, Lindsay, 
you never tried drinking your own urine. And I was like, oh, dang it. Because there's like urine facials. Did you know you can do, if you put your own urine on your face, apparently it helps with your dead skin cells or dead cell skin cells. Whatever. I don't want to rub my own urine on my face. Gross. <laughs> and then when I was reading about that, it said it can also help with infertility. And I was like, drinking, drinking your own urine. I mean, like survival tips. They're like, don't drink your urine. Well, unless you want to have a baby, then yeah. yep. It's so weird. Whatever. I, it's so weird. I've never heard that one. So that right? is right. Oh, I found that like two days ago on the internet. Oh That's what my gosh. Like, we never, I mean, eat sweet potatoes, rub your feet, whatever, you know, yeah. hum, yeah. who knows? There's hum. so many things. Mm-hmm. And if those things work for you, that's so amazing. They didn't work for me. None of those things work for me. They never, none of them work. I never, I could never keep a baby. Like I get pregnant and miscarry, pregnant mm-hmm. and miscarry, pregnant and miscarry. It just wouldn't, it just wouldn't stay. So I did IVF and it's, you do the whole thing. I don't love it. IVF is, I cannot say anything positive about IVF. Like mm-hmm. I am not the IVF spokeswoman. Mm-hmm. I am like, no, don't do it. Don't do it to your body. You, it just ham, you put all of these drugs in your body to convince your body that it's pregnant and it's painful. It's so painful. And you have to give shots and you only have like so many spots you can give it in your rotating, you have bruises all over your body. And then they're like, but don't think about it too much. And you're like, I have bruises all over my body and I'm getting injections into those same bruises, but you don't want me to think about it too much. Like mm-hmm. don't stress my body out too much. Like how am I stressing out my body? It's the needles going into all the bruises that's stressing out my body. Mm-hmm. But again, somehow, again, they're saying to women, don't stress your body out, but yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Like, yeah. again, like somehow it's the woman's fault that she's stressing her body out and she can't get pregnant, it's whatever. So, much. so I is. do the whole, yeah, IVF and it never takes it. I, I was able to get five uh, good embryos. Mm-hmm. And so apparently that's really great. I don't believe them, but whatever. It's really great. You got five embryos and none of them took. And I did two cycles. So like the first cycle, I did two embryos. And the second cycle, I did three. And when they didn't work, they sent me a bottle of lotion telling me they were sorry. They didn't <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. That's wow. Right? That yeah. was good. And then- Lindsay, I just want to give you a hug through this <laughs> um, computer screen that I'm looking at you through. But yeah, I don't, yeah. That world, I'm like, I think it's, and when it works for women, if women are listening yeah. to the work, I'm so, I think that's, because I have very, very good friends mm-hmm. it worked for. And even the good friends that work for, I, they don't love that world either. They're like, no, I, we all they, can admit that it's so difficult. We've, we've yes. had guests on the show that have had success with IVF, but they all share the exact same kind of feelings about it. It is so much. It is so hard. And if your doctor's not talking you through that, then take, you know, what Lindsay's sharing with you and what other people that maybe, you know, that have gone through this, take it to heart and just know, like, it doesn't, we're not saying don't try it necessarily, because I know as women, we we're we're tough. We are so tough and we're willing to like go through hell, especially if we are just wanting to have a baby so much. We want to know that we've just done everything we possibly can. We're even willing to drink our own urine. Right. And so yeah. it's like, right. <laughs> so, I would say don't try it. I'm like, don't, it's like, don't, I would say I to do women, not don't recommend do it. it. There's don't other do it to yeah. yourself. It's just, you're just, you've already been, I mean, if you're having IV, if you're doing IVF, that means you've already gone through hell. Yeah. And now you're paying someone to put you through hell mm-hmm. and a lot of money. And yeah. so um, you do that. And then there is no, there is, and I don't know about now that I did this in like, I don't remember. 
2000, I got married in 2008. So like, I don't know, 2009, 10 or something like that, or 12, 13, I can't remember. Somewhere in there I did it. Mm-hmm. I apparently walked all those years out. Yeah. And then um, there's no follow-up care. So if you get pregnant after IVF or in pregnant, then you go and see an OB, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're pregnant and you're going to go check in with the OB. The whole time you have a doctor checking in. There's no follow-up care. So here they have a woman and their spouse and they have injected them with all these hormones trying to trick your body into thinking it's pregnant. And then they're like, here's a bottle of lotion. We're really sorry it didn't work. See you later. Mm. Okay. I'm like a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And when women talk about postpartum, I had all of it, all of it, but no one was checking, no professional, anybody was checking in on me. Nobody was like, my, the IVF, they never were like, you should go see it. You need to go mm-hmm. see a doctor now and mm-hmm. have care. Not Nothing. Oh my gosh, so I mean, much awareness. I'm so glad you're talking about this because so much awareness is needed about this. Yes, it's, I'm like, and women, like it's, and it's so sad. That's how I has to be where you have, I mean, with any illness in your body, you just have to constantly educate yourself, no matter what the illness is or whatever you have that's not functioning right. You have to do all this work, which is important for you to know what you're doing and not just listen to a specialist. Yes. But it's like, you do all this work to try. It's yeah. It's like, so I had nobody. And I remember I was working at Trader Joe's. I was living in Oregon at the time. And I was at work and basically having a miscarriage Mm -hmm. because all of that's coming out of me. Like, right. It's all. And they were like, and I'm going to give a big shout out to Trader Joe's. I think they're freaking amazing because I had, this is happening to me at work. And they were like, go home, like Mm -hmm. go home. I'm even like one time I stopped going to baby showers. I remember the very last baby shower I went to. And I was doing all of this, all of this stuff to try to get my body back. I cut out all the sugar. I cut out all that, whatever, which really I just should have been shoving all the bread of my life into my mouth because like, I felt terrible. And now I'm like not eating bread and not eating this and trying to get my, like, I'm like just blindly doing all these things, trying to get my body to like go back before, before IVF. And I cannot get it figured out. I like went to a baby shower once and it was awful. And I went to work and I just sat and cried. There's mm-hmm. this big hall at the bridge, and it's like where all the people with the Hawaiian shirts hang out. Mm-hmm. And I just sat behind the counter sobbing. And they just like let me cry and made all the customers and all the crew members who just wear t-shirts go away mm-hmm. because it was so and they're like, maybe you shouldn't go to those things anymore. Yeah. Like they were super awesome, amazing people. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, um, Lindsay, bless your freaking heart. I love you. And I'm so sorry that you have. I mean, it's so hard. And, and we do put so much pressure on ourselves as women to like, we have this, these expectations of how we should deal with all of this. I mean, every stage of everything you're describing, it's like in your mind, you're like, I've just got to step it up. I just got to push, you know, my push through this and and I've got to handle this. And I can't, you know, I can't let anybody know that this is, you know, so hard and whatever, but yeah, like I need to support my friends with their babies. No, no, you don't. You don't have to to. love yourself, give yourself grace and love yourself more, give yourself time and understanding. But yet, like you said, like we just already mentioned, there's just not the awareness about this. You're not, you're not getting that aftercare from the um, doctors you're working with. And you're also, I just feel like even, um, us that, you know, the, your friends, your family that surround people that are dealing with these kinds of um, situations, we're not aware. Like, what do we do mm-hmm. like to help support somebody that's going through this? I love that the people at Trader Joe's shout out, love Trader Joe's too, um, that they, they saw that there was a need and they actually were able to do something to help show you some of that love. Yes. That- I mean, yeah, they're amazing. I mean, I love them. I still go in and they like, I mean, even after my 
hysterectomies. They were like bought us groceries. They like did so many amazing things for us. I just love them forever. And also like my store, I still live in the same town where I worked or so it's mm-hmm. like a very, I mean, it's still, there's they new people you. that work there. They love you. And I yeah. still go in. Yeah. There's still people that did. And it's like, still like I work there, but so I, um, I'm just a, I'm just a mess. And so then I finally like, it's like, I need to go see it. I mean, probably it's always, Justin is always the one who's like, you need to go see somebody. You need to go find a doctor. And I'm like, they're not going to help me. They don't know. They won't help. And he, so we started, we live in a, we live in a place where there's a hospital. So that we have tons of doctors that we know and that uh, um, go to our church, tons of doctors. So I'm like, okay, who do all the doctor's wives go to? Because they're not going to send the doctor's wives to a bad Smart. doctor. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, who, who do the doctor's wives go to? And I was given two names and then I went to, I picked one of them. I'm like, I'll go with this guy. And he is my second favorite doctor. Okay. And when I went in and talked to him and I told him, I, I, and I, I also, I was severely depressed. I was crying mm-hmm. all the time. Of course. And I am not a big crier and I was crying over and I was angry and I was just mad at Justin all the time. Like bless his heart and soul. Cute, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, right? So I was just super, I mean, I was just sad and mad and, and then, and like, I couldn't have children and I'm still having my evil period. Like I am sick. Oh, I was sick. I was sick for so long. I was really sick just with everything with my body. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, my periods were really, they just, like they were always bad. It's like they just turned into pure hell. Sorry, mm-hmm. am I crying so much? No, but, it's um, so emotional. It's and yeah, we all were, relate and are feeling for you. Yes. No, but no. I mean, that's like so. Yeah, it was just gross. So I found a doctor, and um, he was like, "Okay, you're depressed, and it's great that you're cutting out sugar and you're cutting out that's and if that makes you feel better mentally, then keep doing that." but it's not going to change your body. He's like, that's not going to do anything. So he's like, first let's, and he, the thing that made me love him, he wasn't like, okay, I can get you pregnant. Like I, I know how, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. At no time I told him, you know, everything was going on. And he was like, we're going to get you healthy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was like, finally, mm-hmm. like his focus was totally on me. Not, Oh, if we take this, if you do, you know, we're going to get, no, you you give me this much money. You know, I know what to do. It was like, we we're going to get you healthy. So I went on medicine for depression. I was totally depressed. And he was like, listen, if you had a broken leg, we would give you medicine. And you'd be like, okay, we wouldn't be like, here's your broken leg. See you later. Yeah. He'd be like, we would help you. So That's what we're doing. We're giving you medicine to help you. And he's like, and I wasn't sleeping. So he's like, let's give you a sleeping drug. And he's like, and you're not going to wake up eating brownies in the middle of the night. (laughs) And you're not going to do all these things. He's like, so don't like, you know, you're like, no drugs, no this. I have to be all natural or whatever. And I'm not against all natural, but (laughs) I think there's a time and place for drugs. And I was so, my body needed something to help it. It was like, I was in such a dark, dark place. Mm -hmm. and so. I, and so he, we started uh, getting my body healthy. So, and that's what, just what it was for a long time. We were just, and it, he never, it was like, I mean, this, my, um, he didn't have children himself. And I remember one time when we were talking, he was like, 
you know, when you don't have kids, um, you get to travel a lot more because you have all this money that you can go do more things. He's like, and after you've paid, when you don't have kids, he's like, after you, like he's all, and you never like pay for all of the schooling and pay for all these things for your kids to have them come back and tell them how much they hit you. And that made me laugh <laughs> because, yeah. because how many, like, right. Like you, if you have your own siblings, you know, whatever, you're like, that's true. You're right. We'll yeah, never like, do the all bright this. side. Yeah. yeah. Do all this financial sacrifice for a child. I'd be like, yeah. I hate you, mom and dad. You know? So like, he was just very like funny. So he, um, that was awesome. And then like, um, I got better. With, I mean, I mean, I got better, but I still had bad periods, right? For a yeah. long time. And then um what? Then they just got so bad. They just never got better. They just mm-hmm. got worse and worse and worse. And then so he was like, we would do ultrasounds and like, you know, measurements. You go in there and they measure everything. And he was like, okay, we're going to go in and do another laparoscopy. And I don't remember how many years ago this was anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't you remember. literally are, I believe that you blocked it out. It's traumatic. Everything. Yeah, wonder, it's right? very. So I yeah. go in for a lap, another laparoscopy to take out because I couldn't do a hysterectomy first because mm-hmm. insurance companies won't let you until you prove you've tried all these other things first. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just have a hysterectomy because like mm-hmm. get it all out of me, but nope, insurance company won't let you do that. You have to show that you've been to more hell before yeah. you can have that. So I go in and um, it's everything's way bigger in real life than it mm-hmm. is on the screen. So they have to give me a C-section. And that surgery was the worst because in my opinion, not a medical opinion, my opinion, mm-hmm. they gave me drugs for an incision into my belly button. But then they had to slice me open. So they are giving me more drugs faster, right? So they can like cut me open. So my recovery was miserable because mm-hmm. I wasn't like prepping for a C-section. I was prepping for a laparos- laparoscopy. Mm-hmm. So I was like super sick and I like totally constipated and I had to pick my own poop. And <laughs> and it's like a really sad thing. And my poor husband, I'm like, help me, but don't look at me while I pick my poop. But yeah. don't leave the bathroom because my butthole is going to split. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like Justin, I mean, he's a saint because I'd be like, when I had periods, I'd be like, go look in the toilet. Someone was murdered. Oh. Go look what just came out of my body. Like there's so much blood. Yeah. Just go look at it. And he would go look like, oh. I, <laughs> I mean, no one wants to look at a bloody toilet. No, but bless his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it just came out of my body, but can you still go look at it for me? So. Yeah, so I had that and he took out tons of tumors and scar tissue and cysts and all this stuff. And maybe he took out endometriosis during that time too. And and my what happened basically is um it just gave more room for my endometriosis to grow. It's like it cleaned up all the tumors yeah. and all the fibroids and the cysts and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, yeah, happy, <laughs> more space. And it just like like a fireworks. Oh, man. It was like a double chocolate chip party, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of chocolate chips. Oh, geez. <laughs> it really is the stupidest way to explain to a woman what's in the body. I've never heard it before. It's <laughs> little, chocolate, little chocolate chips. You're like, no, they're not. They're disgusting. Oh, <laughs> so um, then I had a, am I taking too long to tell this? 
No, because I want, I think everybody is like, just at the edge okay. of the- People are like, boring, <laughs> I'm out of here. I fell asleep. This <laughs> is a real story and we- oh, and then I had my, I had my, oh, everything went like gangbusters again. Crazy. I had a second C-section. So I had two C-sections and never had a child. Wow. Yeah. Second, and it was like, I think I had that in November and in January I had- my second C-section to have a hysterectomy. Oh my gosh. And so my doctor went in to remove everything mm-hmm. and um, he could not remove my uh, cervix because it's laminated to my colon. He could not remove, uh, he was able to remove one full ovary, but only I have over ovarian tissue still on my colon. Mm-hmm. And my um, uterus was also laminated to my colon. So there was some difficulty there. And I'm really appreciative of my doctor not thinking he was God and that he didn't mm-hmm. slice up my colon yeah, trying that, to remove things. One of my best friends has had like a lot of her colon removed and it has has so many long-term like yes, consequences. Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard. So mm-hmm. I still have issues, but I'm, I'll deal with the issues I have because yeah. um, her time's actually fixing those issues. Oh. And I, I don't think her time can actually fix your colon. If it's cut up, <laughs> but it's not there. Yeah, <laughs> if it's been removed, her time's not going to do anything. It can regrow a colon. It's amazing, and I love it a lot. But I don't think it can regrow a colon. <laughs> we don't claim that. Nope. <laughs> so I, um, so I did that, and it was really great for a little while. I mean, I, you do recovery C-section, which isn't great, and but then it was like this is awesome, and then like. I don't know how long I've been taking her time now, like a year. So yeah, let's like a year. go through all of this. Like we're all yeah. just like, oh well, my so gosh. Like, yeah, so I like, so so like a year and a half ago, probably. Okay, okay. I'm, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I'm like, I say to Justin, I am have endometriosis again. I can feel it. Mm. Which, how do you have endometriosis if you don't have a uterus? Because Correct? Like we've talked about, yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, how and I and I can feel it. My mm-hmm. I can feel it. Like yeah. I know what it feels like for sure. You and can. I can feel it in my body again. Mm-hmm. And I start spotting, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just so mad. Yeah. And I'm like, understandable. Yeah. I'm like, maybe so. It's probably two years ago because I like waited a while, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. And I'm mad because I'm spotting like brown blood. Mm-hmm. And of course, Justin's like, go and talk to your doctor, Bennett. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go back to the doctor for this. So I'm like, when it turns red, I'll go in. And it did. Like, I started then having just more blood. More. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did go back in at one time and tell him. And he shaved. It was in-house surgery. I had to have a shot in my vagina. And he shaved my cervix back because it was bleeding. My cervix was bleeding. Oh, honey. And I almost passed out. Oh, like I don't I know how you did white. it. I turned white. They give you numbing, but you get a shot in your vagina oh, to numb it, so wow. that they so that they can or your cervix, whatever. You're numbing, it didn't work. It like mm. I almost passed out because it hurt oh. so bad. So that worked for a little while, shaving my cervix, whatever, because it was bleeding. My cervix was bleeding. Yeah, and then I go back. It's no. I'm like, so I go back in. I'm like, I have endometriosis. He's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yes, I do. I can feel it. Like my butt hurt, my tailbone hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time sitting. It's it's there. It's back. And he's like, it's impossible. You cannot have endometriosis. So he does an exam and he's like, okay, let's go do an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
you have endometriosis. He like okay. he like exhibit. You have to go have an ultrasound, right? And it, like he's measuring it, and he's measuring, it and I totally have it again. And I'm like, I don't understand how I have have it. So he's like flipping through all of my notes. Mm-hmm. I have a huge chart, and he's like, you have a little bit of uterine tissue attached yep. to your uh, colon. Mm-hmm. It's a colon party. That's all. They're all friends on my colon, mm-hmm. and so that little bit of uterine tissue. And perhaps like, because I have ovarian tissue too, maybe mm-hmm. it, it, those for little friends together are, cre- I don't even have a uterus, Cody. I don't have one. Yeah. I have tissue. They are creating a period and endometriosis again. Yes. Can yeah. I just insert yeah. this too? Yeah. Because this is, again, I, I keep reiterating this because I feel like it's so important for the girls that are listening and even maybe for you too, Lindsay, I don't know if it will help or not, but it's frustrating to me because a lot of the solutions, you know, we are desperate for solutions, especially when we're suffering for this long with endometriosis. And there's still so much that we need to learn about endometriosis. But one of the things is, is, you know, my whole thing is about going after the root cause of why, you know, endometriosis is happening. And there's several things Okay, there's not just one root cause. So I'm not going to simplify it in any way, but the solution that's given is let's just rip out all of your reproductive organs, mm-hmm. you know, and that this is going to fix everything. But again, that isn't going to, because that's not it the did root not cause. Fix, it didn't fix it. No, it's not your reproductive um, organs that are actually causing the problem. There's other imbalances. There's other things that are causing the imbalance. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that, you know, mm-hmm. can be causing it. But yes, yeah, so we know that it can help many women. Having a hysterectomy can relieve, you know, a lot of the issues. But if you are like Lindsay and you have gone through all of these different, you know, measures to help find relief, and then you're also experiencing continued issues, you know, Mm -hmm. pain and and bleeding and all of these things, just know that it's because we didn't go after the root cause. Okay. And so, Yes. yes. And so that is why, you know, we need things like, I'm not saying her time is going to be the end all be all fix all. Um, but it is helpful for women. I have women that write into me all the time. I've had a full hysterectomy. Will her time still help? And I'm like, yes, yes. actually you need it probably more yes. than anybody. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So then I, my doctor's like, I'm like, I'm not having more surgeries. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do more surgery. So yeah. we're, we are in agreement. So he like mentioned some things. And I'm like, I'm not doing that stuff. And there's like another drug, drug called Oralissa. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know about that drug. And it's like, it has its own little thing of side effects, a list of it. And it's also extremely expensive. It's a really expensive drug. And we were able to get it. I did it for a little while and we were able to get it pretty expensive. But you have to fight with your insurance company again. You have to some, whatever. So um, I then stopped taking it because I'm like, it's not going to work anyways. And I'm so over this and I'm just over. And I know, um, uh, know of, uh, bagging on my doctor. He did an awesome job mm-hmm. for what he uh, knows to do. That's yeah. what he knows to do. And he yeah. did an amazing job. And he's done the best of his ability um, emotionally, mentally, and physically to care for my body. So it was like, but it was like, my body was done. So then I was just telling Cody, because I've known Cody for a long time. And uh, I like saw her time. I think, I don't remember how it was. I think Cody was talking about it. And then I like saw an influence talking about it. And I have like a love-hate relationship with that world. Anyways, like influencer <laughs> world. Anyone who's not an influencer has a love-hate relationship sure, with that world. yeah. So maybe influencers do too. I have no idea. So, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, so totally. it's like, I remember being like, 
huh, why didn't Cody tell me about this stuff that <laughs> apparently works really great? Hello. And it's not that she was hiding it from me or no. anything. So it was Lindsay that- and I know each other. When I lived in California, we met when I lived in California years ago on, yes. a, on a hike. We went on like yes. a week long hike. Mm-hmm. And then we also worked at a gym together. Yes. And um, so we obviously let you, but then I moved to Utah. And so yes. I, I wasn't like talking to Lindsay on a regular well, yeah, basis. And I wasn't telling anyone about what I was going through. I, know. I was very, like what Cody was saying, I, it was like, I had a summer fest with me and my husband and my family. Yeah. Like, and, and my Trader Joe's friends who all knew yeah. my body was falling apart. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, it wasn't like I was like, oh, everyone help me. No. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Cause so we, maybe I'm yeah. sure if I would have been, I will not, I'm sure. I know if I would have been like, Cody, can you help me? Then she would have been like, yeah, you should try this. So I, but so then I saw, and then I did contact, right? I think I asked Cody and she yeah. was like, she was like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, like how Cody is. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm your poor body. Like you should try the her time. Which one is it? I take the one with like her time, complete care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Complete care. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I want, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really think it was going to work. I was like kind of annoyed. (laughs) And yeah, uh, I, I, it was like the the price point for me was hard at first. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even know if this is going to work. And I don't actually, I know this isn't going to work. I'm going to spend more money on someone telling me, even though I believe Cody, but she just doesn't understand my body. Right. Like well, you've tried everything. Body. Yeah, I, I get tried, it. I mean, I literally had a hysterectomy and I'm still having a period in endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't think it would work, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, it's not the thing. The thing that made me try it is I wasn't going to have weird side effects. Yeah. It wasn't going to be like, if you take this drug, you're going to have like, you might get bone disease or you might get, <laughs> does that make sense? All the things you yeah. get with all these drugs. Oh, you might, it's a small chance, but you know, when you watch those commercials and they're like, try this drug and they list like, my, Justin and I laugh at them all the time. It's like the longest list. And they say super fast. Things. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have like anal bleeding and your eyeballs are going to bleed and your teeth are going to fall out, but it's totally going to work. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, it's not going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And my mom's a super witch doctor. And I've, <laughs> I've had so many gross drinks, which I was joking with Cody about too. I've had, I have drank so many, drank, drunk, however you say that. I've had so many uh, concoctions made for me that I'm like, okay, it's not going to hurt. And I can handle a lot of gross stuff to drink, mm-hmm. which it is not gross. My favorites are the lemonade, raspberry, I think raspberry and strawberry are totally my jam. <laughs> I love it. And so she's like, try this. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I, I said to Justin, I'm going to give it six months because I, this, I'm not at this time. I understand that you can't go into something and think, oh, a week later, it didn't yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Oh, two, two months later, it didn't work. I'm like, six months is a pretty good chunk of time. Yep. So I'm like six months, I'm going to give it six months. And, um, I don't know how long until I, it doesn't matter because all that matters is I mean, dead serious. It totally works. Like I, my period stopped. I, my tailbone stopped hurting. I, I mean, it just, it just stopped. Like it stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it stopped. It stopped. Like, that's so that's incredible. Like, like, yes, it's what it's like. And I'm like, this totally works. 
I can't believe this works. Like this is working for my body. Like, and like when all of that's working, like then like when your body's working, when your body's working, then like sex is better Mm -hmm. and pooping is better (laughs) (laughs) and exercising is better and sleeping is better. And does that makes sense. Like everything Absolutely. is better. Getting rest is better. Your mood is better. Like you feel better when your body's like when you can get rid of the things that are making you sick inside of it. So I was like, I can't believe this is working. And like, and my sister drinks it now also. And she doesn't even have, she does not have uh, horrific periods like I do, but she totally drinks it too. And I like, I try, I'm not a great salesman on it at all. I'm like, but like when I say to friends, I'll be like, I just told actually today a friend about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it totally works. They wear a lot of pink and they dance a lot. Don't focus on that. Focus on the fact. <laughs> don't focus on that. Don't like when you look at that page, don't look at that. Cause that's not my jam. I was laughing with Cody about that. Don't look at the girl party. Just look at the fact like the drink totally works and it does not taste gross. It's good. It's not weird witchery craft that you're like gagging down. It's like, I've had so many gross drinks before. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, And it's not, it's totally yummy and it 100% works. And like a little bit ago, I kind of stopped. I got a flavor. wasn't my favorite. Yeah. And I was you like, didn't like I the juicy drink- peach, right? Or something like no, that. It was, but- yeah, whatever the peach was. Yeah. The original peach. I didn't really want to get it. I'm like, but maybe it's good. I don't. I, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's peach why we flavors, have Yeah. You've tons flavors of the flavors. From. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The peach is not. So I think I just kind of like got out of habit drinking it. And it's like anything, right? You just kind of, mm-hmm. I also was like out of the habit of drinking water. So it wasn't like just her time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I wasn't drinking enough water. Sure. So like I, and I fully a hundred percent got my period back. Like I have the very, and so my periods now, when I have them, I, sh- I say a hundred percent for my body now. It's not like before my hysterectomy, mm-hmm. my body now. So I had brown, like the beginning of your period. Mm-hmm. And then I had tons of cramping, tons of bloating, tons of pms moodiness, like the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And then the brown at the very end mm-hmm. I had. And I'm like, I literally just had a full cycle of what my body was doing. And I haven't had that in like a year. It's because I just totally stopped everything. So my body is like, sweet, we're going to go back to crap town. <laughs> and so I'm like back like, okay. I So I'm like, Justin, this totally works. Like it's not fake work. It really works because I just, I had stopped drinking it for a while and it all came back. So I'm like, this is crazy that this really works. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it works. And I'm I'm sure Cody has, talks about that a lot. And I can't tell people why it works. I don't know what licorice root. I don't understand why, whatever it is. I don't know. The dong duck. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what it is. It's the dong duck, girls. It's, that's the secret. <laughs> I'm quiet. <laughs> what is it actually called? It's like dong quail. Dong. <laughs> I can't even talk because I'm laughing. Sorry, but don't quay. It's don't. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> With the dong duck and don't quay. Yes. <laughs> but that's what I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> The dung duck, yeah. The dung duck, 
Yes. It really does work though. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it this it's like yummy. I like water. I don't like soda. I don't like that kind of stuff. So this like kind of stuff in it, when people are like, I don't want just water. It's like to me, it's like a perfect like yummy drink to have when you're like, I'm kind of sick of just water and mm-hmm. I don't want to slice up another lemon. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> this is perfect. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm over it. And it totally, it's awesome. It's amazing. I, it's, that's all I can say is it's <laughs> awesome because my body sucks naturally. Like I have a sucky makeup of the uh, reproductive system. My reproductive system is not my friend. It never has been. And um, so it's so nice that I found something that is friends with my reproductive system because I've never mm-hmm. found anything to be friends with it. And yeah. they hurt like her time. I feel weird saying that pink lemonade, whatever you want to call it, but you know, like, <laughs> raspberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. There we're all friends. Yeah. Like it totally works. Oh, so Lindsay, thank you so much. Cause I'm so thrilled. First of all, because it is amazing to hear these stories of women that have suffered for so long. And as you know, it just breaks my heart. I, I've suffered. I have my own, you know, hard that I've had to deal with. I know a lot of our listeners, we all have our own hard, but just to know that I know it feels like Lindsay, and I'm not going to totally argue on this with you because I feel like you have the right to say this, but our bodies are not ever against us. When we do have these really hard symptoms, it's our body telling us that it needs help. And yeah, so, no, totally. Right? I agree with you because you're right. Because that's why I said I finally found something that's mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Whereas it, there's a lot of things that the medical medical industry tells you to do that your body is not friends with. Yeah. Like, exactly. Because you're not. I'm not friends not, with your, your body's like I'm trying to tell you that I yes. need nutrition, but instead yes. I'm getting like all of these like artificial hormones put in my body and I'm getting knives shoved up my vagina and I'm whatever, you know, so, right. Yeah, totally. Or you're like, like, I'm not going to eat bread and that's going to make it better. Right. And so with her time, it's giving your body actually what it's been asking for because your most, you know, it's not the only root cause of hormonal imbalance, but nutrient deficiency is one of the number one causes. So when you can give your body the nutrients that it needs, then it can quiet down those symptoms because your body's not just trying to scream and get your attention anymore. So I thank you so much for sharing this because I know that it can feel so, I mean, just so disempowering, so disheartening to suffer for so many years and be out there looking for solutions and and being told that there's a solution and then it's not working. And then you're Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's that whole thing. Everything you've shared today, I feel like all of us that are listening love you for it. We, we want to give you the award of being the strongest woman in the world because you deserve it. (laughs) And hopefully the things that you, your girls have listened to today, if any of it is sounding like, you know what, that's me, or that's my sister, or that's my best friend or whatever. Yeah. Share this episode with them because I feel like it can give us hope. And it's also just a place where we love to have a community where we can relate to each other, where we can listen to these stories, where we can have these kinds of conversations that aren't happening, you know, enough. And hopefully, you know, with enough of us making this like less taboo, then this can change actually the medical, you know, world too, as far as how things are, how we are treated um, when we are empowered with all this kinds of information and know that we're not alone. We're not the only people that have dealt with stuff like this. And, you know, and so we're not going to just put up with this. So it, it forces, it forces change. So 
Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it so much because it's such a vulnerable story, but a beautiful story. And I just love that you have shared it with me personally. I talked a long time, so I'm super sorry. This was not a quickie. I don't care. I've I've (laughs) loved every minute of it because you are so real and you're just such a beautiful girl and have such a, such a great attitude. Like it's just, it's inspiring, Lindsay. It really is. So, but we will wrap things up because I know that the audience has got stuff to do, right? They got to get up, but that's okay. That's okay. They have to go be constipated on the toilet for a while. (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) No, not that they're drinking her time. No more constipation. No more constipation, right? So that'll be the solution for all of our woes. But anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys learned a lot about endometriosis. I I'm so happy you got to meet Lindsay. Follow along on her Instagram page, Birdie Blue Farm. You guys can watch Poppy. You can see all the cute animals and just enjoy Lindsay's cute personality. Um, But for those of you that have related to a lot of the things that we've talked about today, seek out really good doctors, seek out the good ones that Lindsay, like Lindsay described and talk to your girlfriends, the girls in your life about it. Share this episode with them. Um, and let us know what you think. We appreciate it when you girls get on and give us a little rating. And you also, if you share a review, it helps a lot for us to understand like what it is that you want us to talk about and what you're loving about this show um, so that we can bring on amazing guests like we just had with Lindsay and be able to cover topics that interest you most. And it also helps it so that we are more discoverable for other um, for other girls to join the join the club, join the, the It's Her Time Club, right? So- <laughs> All right. Until next Tuesday, girls, have a fabulous week. I can't wait until we get back on. Jess will be joining me again, and we're going to have another great conversation. Thank you again, Lindsay. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Bye. Bye.